0: To reach a changing culture, the church needs to change. Now don't get me wrong, we don't need to change the message, just the method. One is sacred, one is not. Today we're going to look at five things we need to realize if we want our church to be relevant in the years ahead. Next on the Church Solution Podcast. <laughs>
1: It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson.
0: Well, hello again. It's it's a, what is it? It's it's a Church Solutions podcast, that's what it is, and my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And I think I'm, it's Mike Gray. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike, I cut you off. All
1: right. It's all right. I, I can I can go uh, walk the dog if you'd prefer.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> By all means, we want you here. Or you could put the dog on camera. That would be fun, too. Yeah, well. um, which one you have, like, three dogs, right? Yes, I do. OK, good for you. So um, I remember those days. So episode 328, I think, is what we are here. I, I'm not keeping score, but close to that. And uh, it's good to be with everybody today. This podcast is brought to you by Four Steps to Leverage Your Live Stream for Ministry Growth. And that is, excuse me, that is a webinar that we're going to be doing March 15th, uh, 12 Eastern Time. It is a free webinar, Four Steps to Leverage Your Live Stream for Ministry Growth. Mike and I will be hosting it. <coughs> and this is, if you've been listening to the podcast the last few weeks or so, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Feel like Joe Biden here. If you've been listening to the podcast the last few weeks or so, you know we've been touching on some of the things that we're going to talk about in the webinar today. Though is not the case. Today we're going to talk about the future church. (coughs) Talk among yourselves. I didn't bring any water in here. (laughs) Uh,
1: Of course, future church. Well, I know we all all, we all think about what that looks like. Uh, What 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 would the church look like in the future? Um, I,
2: I think we might not
1: recognize it sometimes.
2: I had this discussion just my, uh, not my in-laws, but my son's in-laws were in town and they were asking about, you know, streaming church and that sort of thing. And, um, I kind of talked about it as though, uh, one of the, uh, girls there, young girl, she, she talked about how the, the work environment has changed. And I think the church environment has changed, too. We've kind of gone through a cultural shift with both work. And I think church is the same kind of thing. Um, we get, you know, we're much more used to staying home, working remote, um, viewing church online. Uh, so it's it's put a big shift in the culture and kind of changed people's expectations of what, um, you know, what church is uh, now that
0: we're on the other side of the pandemic yeah. coming down the other side of the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the culture is changing. The culture has always been changing. Uh, it's been changing over the last uh, probably 10, 20 years, but uh, the pandemic certainly has, has made some more changes. So I thought we would talk today a little bit about the future of the church, and nobody has a crystal ball here, but uh, there are some stats here that Tony Morgan, our good friend Tony Morgan, who won't talk to me, he's the founder and lead strategist of... Uh, of uh the, the unstuck, unstuck, group. unstuck yeah my my notes here didn't print that out the unstuck group uh really good guy and and uh he he's he goes around he's a consultant and he helps churches and uh here's some stats that he brought up recently uh this is um uh pandemic stats uh over the last quarter is that right steve you looked at this i can't remember my mind went it hard.
2: was um 21, March 21 till today, I believe. Okay, all right. So when the
0: interviews went on, yeah. Okay, good. So here's some interesting stats. The average in-person attendance over uh, the past 12 months dropped by 30%. Uh, This includes total of all people, including children. There was a 17% increase in the number of new people that churches started to track in their database over the last year compared to the year before whatever that means, the average number of online views <laughs> per week. You know Go ahead.
2: Always, whatever that means. That means that um, at, as they added new people into their systems for you know either membership or keeping up with or part of the family, um, they've got more names in the system last year over the past 12 months, 17% more than they did in years prior. What do you think that is? I think
1: yeah,
2: it's going to fold into the last stat you're going to talk about. But while people are are staying away from in person attendance, their online attendance has gone through the roof. So that's those are still people coming to your church that they're they're adding into their systems. That's my theory. What do you think, Mike? Mike, Mike your thoughts?
1: I think it's yeah. I think it's partially. I think you take the first stat of thirty and subtract the 17 folks took the opportunity to change churches a lot of folks uh, took the opportunity to change churches Uh, but the other percentage is as you said steve taken up uh, by more than that margin of people who watch online now Um, so the dynamic has changed and we it's part of our, pod, our our webinar that's coming up soon. We're going to be talking about in this new dynamic, how do we – what's this look like? How does this work now that this big chunk of folks are at home with their slippers
2: on? Yeah. So, Phil, let's finish your stats list. So, the, the, the online attendance has gone up more than 150%. That's
0: correct, Steve. Uh, yeah. So, ridiculous. that
2: is that is crazy – um, numbers from the you know, years prior. Right. That's surprising to me, but I can
0: well, see 50%, is, 150%. Yeah, Limited sam- sample here, but uh, uh, and then the last thing I put in the notes here, and, and by the way, this this will be online at our blog, uh, blog.streamingchurch.tv. This will be on this week, but the, the, the last stat I, I threw in here was churches reported on an average that their total general fund giving was down 1.6% from the previous year. So that's not really, um, you know, it's, it's, significant, so they, but it's not terrible. Right.
2: Yeah. So kind of summarizing 30% are let, are not coming anymore or coming in person. And, but they've added 17% more people to this, to their church. A and and then the average online was over 100% up and the giving was pretty much unchanged went less than 2%. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, so
0: yeah,
1: so I think that's a huge opportunity though cuz as you guys have traveled around the internet, the interwebs, uh you like I have seen how Less than optimal optimal the giving experience is online for most organizations, uh, so there is some huge potential to make it for, easy for people to contribute to a mission that they feel invested in uh, and take that number and really make a huge difference uh, for folks at home.:
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I put down five points here that we should consider as a church. I'm talking general speaking, uh, and they're not all tech. They're not all tech stuff. And actually, there's a lot more, but I I did for the sake of time and and this article, I didn't put them all down here. But I thought we would cover a few of these points here on the Church Solutions podcast. Uh, So let's jump in. The first one is uh, very obvious, at least to us, real interaction, (laughs) real interaction with real people online is real (laughs) it's 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 real and and I know there's been pushback in the years past about well those online people they don't really count Uh, but the truth (laughs) is they do count and uh, if you've spent any amount of time online with people uh, and really developed something with them you'll in fact I have found that sometimes people online will will get a little bit uh, deeper with you than they might in person to person i don't know why that is i guess because they're not face to face so they might share things with you that they might not share face to face if that makes any sense uh you know introverts can can kind of be that way so uh real people real interaction with real people online is is real and of course the 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 key word here is interaction
1: well and and real um i so so there's a there's a big caution here um, in that, um, and I'm speaking for myself. I won't, I won't put this on everyone, but I know this about churches. Uh, while the desire is to be extremely relational, sometimes di- digital tools are allowed to replace real relationship. Me sending you a newsletter is not a relationship. Uh, that's some information that we can engage about. Um, but the real relationship parts, I am absolutely confident that the churches that are going to be greatly successful in the future are those that learn how to use digital tools to be really authentically relational with people. I
0: agree hundred percent.
2: So as I'm trying to read between the lines of, you know, we talked about the stats and, and what's going on right now with people. And I'm thinking that, you know, the, the, the in-person dropped by 30% and that, that 30% is probably part of the jump in the online people attending, you know, more Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, Mike, you talked about people are switching churches. And so there's this element of, um, making this interaction real with, with the real people, those that aren't coming to church still need that, that interaction, so there's those that are probably still committed to your church that need that that real interaction, and then there's a large number of people that are um, kind of the outer circle of the church. I think that are checking you out online or been a few times, and the more interaction that you can have with those folks, the more the, the greater chances you're going to be able to draw them you know towards the core. Yeah, I
1: with the societal with the societal norm being isolation. So yeah. if I'm no longer going into work and seeing people there and I'm not going to church and seeing people there, I become extremely isolated. Therefore I'm very hungry for some kind of relationship. Uh, I, I need, and we know this now, I mean, it's, it's proven people, depression, it's so high and all all of the things in that dynamic are caused because of isolation. So we're here, we have the
0: tools (laughs) to bridge that gap. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking on this podcast about church of the future and we we were talking about the culture and how we need to uh, be willing to change, maybe not change our mission. In fact, we probably should not change our mission that we change our means on, on how we fulfill our mission. And uh, Steve, mm-hmm. Mike, you had brought something up right before we went uh, recorded record this. Uh, uh, there are, this, the mission is sacred, uh, but the, uh, how did I put that in the notes? I don't have it here in front of me. The mission is um, sacred.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah. Message does, uh,
0: the, the message doesn't change, but the method changes. <laughs> right. So the message is sacred. I'm, I've got my act together today, don't I? Uh, the message is sacred. <laughs> But the method sometimes has to change. And then you were talking, yeah. which I thought was a good point. You were talking about some people think, some people are confused on what, what's sacred. You know, what's yeah. sacred may not really be sacred. Yeah. I don't know, at least biblically well, speaking. I don't or know. there's
2: there's things that are sacred to me that are not actually sacred. So yes. I have my own sacred cows, right? That That's for sure. Well, no doubt. The way you do worship is like this. The way you do church is like this. Right. And that's yes. not necessarily sacred. Uh, and yeah, you know, and we,
1: we really, we fell into, a, you know, how we do, if you're in a live experience, you have an announcer and then you have this many songs and then you have this and then you have this. And if it's not in that order and you don't do it exactly that way, then it's not right. Well, that's a method. That is not sacred. It's a habit that you're comfortable with. That's a sacred cow. Right. That is not the sacred part of how we
0: worship. And and, and sacred cows make really good hamburger meat. So, Great hamburgers. Yeah, hamburgers. yeah that's I stole that from Kevin Lehman. All right. So so yeah. So I, I guess I just want to clarify that here. You know, uh, and and uh, as we get off track here, but but let, let's jump onto the second point here. But that was good. What, what you guys just shared was excellent so the second point is uh, technology is here to stay and mm-hmm. uh, look I, I know there's probably a lot of us listening to this podcast going well duh of course it is uh, but one of the things i wanted to, to to bring up here is we've always had technology we've always had it i mean you know from people uh in the old the first humans walking around developed tools <laughs> you know so that they could uh you know clean fish or whatever, you know, I mean, they develop things over the years. Humans have always had technology. Many times we think of technology as well, technology, the computers and, and electronics and all that. But that's, that's just one part of technology. You know, the printing press, I would consider technology, which, you know, mm-hmm. changed the world. And so there's lots of things that have come along over the years that are technology. And uh, it's here to stay. And this phase of technology that we're in right now is here to stay. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs>
2: I think Mike's point about sacred cows. I think technology is threatening to a lot of the church that, that may hold up yeah. some sacred cows. So they're, they the church typically tends to be a laggard when it comes to technology. Yeah. They're waiting for the masses to completely embrace yeah. it. And then yeah. we'll look at this thing. It's not as evil as we <laughs> thought it was when we, first heard about that mobile phone, you know, or whatever it may, whatever the technology was, the church tends to lag. And um, we're just emphasizing the technology here to stay. You should embrace it and and see how to best use it.
0: Yeah. And, and a point that uh, I, I got my points out of order here, but I'm going to jump, jump ahead here to another point, which I think ties in with what we're just saying. And that is, Uh, With technology, I think you comes some experiments, experimentation. And so I think we need to value experimentation. If if we want to reach this culture, if this church wants to... When I say this church, I'm talking generally speaking. If the church wants to really change course as far as instead of losing people, which we have the last 20 or 30 years, uh, but begin to reach people more effectively... We need to value experimentation. So, uh, you know, connecting with our community, with technology, connecting in other areas, not just technology, but the courage to try things, to try something new, to try something different, uh, give it a little bit of time, and, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, throw it in the garbage can and move on to something else.
2: Right. And you want to value – go ahead, Mike.
0: Go ahead, Steve.
2: go ahead. I was – You want to manage your risk as you do your experimentation. You don't want to bet the farm on, you know, one big experiment and go all in. And that would, you know, really hurt the church if it didn't work out well. Because, you know, the church, the experiments are supposed to prove whether something worked or didn't work. And so there's a lot. Most things aren't going to work. So there's a risk with uh, doing things. You just want to manage that risk. And make yeah. sure that you're not betting the yeah. farm on something while you're experimenting, but you do want to experiment.
1: Yes, yeah. I don't. I I don't think you can effectively grow if you don't try uh, uh, experiment with new. Um, I, I I don't, I don't want to jump too far, but if you don't have any context of where you're going. <laughs> And I think Steve's right. You're like, oh, let's, we think that only thing that's ever going to matter to churches anymore is Zoom meetings. You know, we're going to, we're going to abandon the website and we're going to abandon social media and everything else Zooms it. We're going to invest in everything in Zoom. And suddenly that doesn't pan out and you're in, you're in a jam. I mean, you, you no longer have an outside impression. Anyway, all of that to say, uh, manage, manage. and review. When you fail, don't just run away from it. Say, what failed? Why did it fail? How could we have done it better? It's a learning opportunity. Hey, that was was awesome. We tried something and it didn't work. Now we've ruled out one thing. (laughs) Let's find the next one. And eventually you're going to land on some brilliant ideas that are revolutionary and change everything.
0: Absolutely. You know, we started uh, when I was at uh, the church you guys go to now is on staff at a live church in Tucson. We, we decided we were going to try to nor- a Northwest campus in the 90s. And uh, so we did that. We it, and, and it was an experiment that and I don't think it, it failed. I mean, we did it for a while and then we discontinued it. But there was a lot of good things that came out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people that we connected with who, uh, I don't know if they're still with the church today, but they were for many, many years. Uh, and, uh, it was a good experience. It was a learning experience, but it was a positive experience. And so sometimes, uh, an experiment that might, people might say, well, that failed you. You don't, you know, you don't have a Northwest campus. Well, uh, it, it wasn't a failure. It was a good experiment that, that we learned a lot from it. And, yeah. uh, and actually, uh, you know, oh, uh, cool. you know, alive is on the northwest side now, where before yeah. it yeah. wasn't. You know, so. so one of the things that's been chief in that it was um,
2: time management during a service. Yes. Yeah. Back then, the pastor was traveling from one campus to the other. Yes. Yes. So there was some very critical time management between yeah. when bands started, and bands ended, and I see that today at <laughs> Alive Third Town. Yeah. They take their time management very serious now
1: yeah well that also came from multi-site and campuses and that was another later experiment that eventually planted some other churches awesome way to go multiplication and we just say okay well it didn't work out exactly like we thought it was going to work out but it worked out for the kingdom it worked out and um that's a win from something that we tried that uh, taught us something new, but we wouldn't have been able to do multi-site, I don't think, Phil, had we not done that early uh, Northwest Campus, because that taught us how to do church mobile Mm -hmm. and what's involved in setting up and tearing down and so on and so forth. So then you move to a school and you set up and tear down every week. And then, Oh, I hated those days. That trailer. I hated that trailer. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, and then just continue to grow with new things that you're trying and sometimes they turn
0: into something really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to always be open to experimentation if we're going to reach this culture. And then, uh, the other thing too, I, I think is, is, uh, uh, As a church, and I'm talking again, I'm speaking general here, uh, part of the the wonderful thing about technology is it gives you the ability to look outside your walls much easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's just much easier to look outside your walls. And so that's one of my points here is that, uh, you know, I I was part of churches years ago in the 70s and even the 80s that really were Very inward. They focused inward and they focused on the people they had. And I understand why we did that. You know, we wanted to shepherd people. We wanted people to grow. We wanted to disciple people. But uh, there was too much of an emphasis, in my opinion, on the inside and and very little on the outside of the walls. And so I think a healthy church, especially if you're trying to reach this culture, uh, you know, if you can do some of these things we just talked about and look outside a little bit uh, and develop a passion. For people that are not necessarily inside the building, but those outside, and I can you can count online people perhaps as being outside, uh, but even your communities, people that aren't even uh, don't even know about you yet, <laughs> that to be is a very important part of, of helping the church reach this culture. And uh, you probably you guys have heard this before. I don't know who said it, but you know, if your church were to shut down today, would anybody in the community really notice? And mm-hmm. I'm talking about people that don't go to your church. You know, would, if your church were to shut down, would anybody notice it? And and would it have an effect on the community? If it if it if doesn't have an effect on the community, then something needs to change in your church uh, so that you can at least reach your people and reach people outside of the walls. That was the mm-hmm. point I was trying to make here in this article.
1: I think uh, there, there's another piece to this. This is my thinking. I I won't say necessarily. I think if you're the leader of a church, you really have to push this. In fact, I I would push my people. If I were you, I would push my people and I would lead by example by being involved outside the church doors in the community in some way. Because if you don't, you don't have enough perspective to know properly how to use technology to reach them. If you don't know who they are and you don't have a relationship with them, you don't have the right or correct perspective to know when the greatest opportunity that's ever been landed in your lap is the right opportunity or it's a mistake or the risk is too high. Um, I, I just don't think you can make those decisions uh, without the information you need gathered from the outside.
0: I think uh, so. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh... but- Go ahead, Stephen.
2: I was just I I I listened to a lot of other podcasts, and there was a good example of a uh, church that was in the same town as a prison, and the prison ward came to the pastor of the church and said, "Will you teach Bible class in my prison?" And he's like, "Uh, "Yeah." And his wife got involved, and just an incredible ministry, Um, just. Going into the prison and teaching classes, so that was a good a good example, in my opinion, of reaching out to the community and having, you know, that community was ahead of prison nearby. It just impacted the lives of countless numbers of people yeah. uh, within point. the prison system. This, this yeah. whole podcast was just talking about how effective their ministry was.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, that's kind of how I broke my teeth in when it came to speaking. I I was a chaplain at the Pima County Jail for. Almost 20 years. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I, I remember when I helped start a church in Kansas, of all places, there's this little town that about 15, 16,000 very multi um, ethnic people. It was by Fort Raleigh Army Base, Junction City, Kansas. And people from Black, White, Asian, the whole thing there because of the Army Base. But we got involved. Uh, Junction City, Kansas would have this big 4th of July parade and if you know anything about midwestern towns and i know mike you're from kind of the oklahoma area texas you know those little parades are a big deal for the community mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and this was even probably a bigger deal because it was uh, by the army base 15 and and there's a lot of little towns around junction city we got involved as a church we got involved in putting that on helping the city of junction city put that on and we actually brought in christian artists and, and had mm. concerts uh, during that 4th of July celebration. It went on for like That's three fun. days or something, you know. Uh, I was really proud of that. I, I really felt like, you know, we're, we're doing what we're, what we're supposed to do. Try to reach our community and and uh, think outside the walls. All right. So we're running out of time here. Uh, some food for thought here. We would love to get your feedback, folks. Uh, I see your dog's giving us some feedback now, Mike. But uh, I would love to uh, get your feedback on, on what you think about this. You can read about it later at blog.streamingchurch.tv. I want to remind you that uh, you can sign up for our free webinar, Four Easy Steps to Leverage Your Live Stream for Ministry Growth. Uh, we talk about some of this stuff as well as uh, uh, the things we've mentioned the last few weeks or so on the Church Solutions Podcast. Just go to webinar.streamingchurch. Dot tv it's march 15th it's free it's 12 noon eastern time and it'll be about a half hour long mike and i will be hosting it we'll have some questions and answers but if you do live streaming or if you're thinking about doing streaming video i'm not sure why you wouldn't be doing it by now but if you're not and you are thinking about it and i know there are churches that are thinking about it I just talked to somebody yesterday so uh, check it out Webinar.streamingchurch.tv, four easy steps to leverage your live stream for ministry growth. And uh, with that in mind, I will uh, finish up the podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time today. Glad to be here. Thank you, Michael. You're muted because your dog was taking over. All right. He's nodding his head if you can watch us on video here. Appreciate both these guys. And most of all, we appreciate you listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. Please take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you again next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. I'm Phil Thompson.